0: Welcome back to the Enneagram Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Larkey. As promised, we will continue the conversation about how you can make your relationship or marriage be everything you need and want it to be. On the last episode, my special guest and I started a conversation about all the ways you can have a more intentional and connected marriage, where you truly do fall in love with each other more and more every year a relationship where you've made the effort to keep the passion alive and show up as your best self for you as much as for them. So let's get started with part two of how our Enneagram type impacts our marriage. Hi friends. Welcome to the Enneagram girl podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Larkey. On this podcast, we explore all things Enneagram and relationships, from friendships to dating to marriage and parenting, and everything else in between. As a certified Enneagram life coach and marriage coach, I'll help you understand why and how your Enneagram type affects all the relationships in your life and how to improve them, including the one with yourself for full show notes and resources of each episode, head to enneagramgirl.com. Now let's get started. Hi, welcome back everyone. What a deep conversation we had with Matt on part one of how our Enneagram type impacts our relationships. He's going to rejoin us in just a few minutes to continue that conversation. But first, if you have not listened to part one yet, which is episode two on the Enneagram Girl podcast, hop on over to get in on the goodness. There was so much wisdom and vulnerability in that episode with fact-based tips that truly do work to improve your communication. Also make sure you download my conflict styles guide that I shared at the end of that episode. It's free and it will help you start implementing these tips in your own relationship. It's linked in the show notes on episode two. One last thing before we bring Matt back out. I want you to know that you don't have to do this alone. If you're feeling like you don't even know where to begin, or maybe you have a partner who's not interested in putting in the work yet to build a better relationship, one that is more fulfilling, more stable, and more peaceful, that's okay. This work really starts with you anyway. What I mean by that is you have a choice in your own happiness and your own fulfillment. This is not to say that the responsibility of your relationship is all on you or that the challenges you face are all your fault. It's actually the opposite of blame. Instead, it's hope. And it's a reminder that when we clean up our own side of the street, our perspective changes on everything. In other words, putting in the effort yourself to become more aware of what you bring into the relationship will help impact the relationship more than just your partner changing their bad qualities. And let's be honest here, that's not likely going to happen right away. So let it start with us. Observe the energy that you are bringing into your conversations and your experiences as a couple. Does how you're showing up affect your connection with your spouse? This is the work you can do right now. And if you want an accountability partner, someone to support you along this journey, don't hesitate to reach out to me. You don't have to go through this season of growth and change alone. I'm here for you and I want to help guide you. Send me an email or find my next available dates for a private session through my website, Even if your partner isn't open to coaching, that's okay. Let it start with you. Okay, so now I'm excited to bring my husband of almost 25 years back into this conversation. On the last episode, we were talking about learning each other's Enneagram types, conflict styles, love languages, how to keep the intimacy alive, and we even dipped in on Enneagram subtypes just a little bit. I cannot wait to continue that conversation and dive into parenting, particularly how parenthood has impacted our own marriage and how deep diving into our types and our teenagers Enneagram types has really impacted our parenting styles and how it's actually made our family closer. So without further ado, let's bring out Matt. Hi, honey. Welcome back to the show.
1: Hi, honey. Thank you for having me back. Before we start, though, I was back there in the green room, also known as our hallway, and was listening to your intro. I loved what you said about how change starts with you. Like you said, if you don't have a partner who's ready to jump into counseling or coaching right now, you can still make that effort to clean up your own side of the street. I think that is key. A lot of people treat their relationship as transactional, like I'm not going to try if he's not trying or I'm putting in all this work and she's not even acknowledging it. So why should I keep making the effort? It's easy to feel like giving up when that happens, I think.
0: Oh, so we're diving right in, huh? I love it. it. (laughs) Okay. Yes. I think a lot of people in relationships feel hopeless when their partner isn't showing up in the same way that they are. There's sometimes even a belief that our partner's efforts should look the same as ours or be equal at the very least to ours. But the truth is that's just not going to happen often in relationships and not realizing that can destroy what otherwise might have been a very rewarding relationship. So the challenge really then is to understand that every one of us is flawed. We all show up differently with different capacities for romantic or emotional effort, you know? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. But we've seen that people can get too hung up about who is doing more Mm. or who's at fault in an argument. Instead of always pointing fingers, focus first on what you are bringing into the relationship. Committing to doing this work does not mean that you are at fault or have to take full responsibility for everything that's going wrong.
0: Right. I mean, yes, about everything that's going wrong. It just means we're willing to hold our own selves accountable because we care about this other person. You know? Exactly.
1: Yeah. And I think I said this during our last conversation, but but doing this work by learning my type and then learning your type, it was like getting a map of my wife. Mm. It it yeah, it helped me understand why things I think are harmless, like withdrawing. I can see how that actually hurts your feelings and makes you feel like abandoned or rejected. Yeah. Or why me thinking that the status quo is keeping the peace and keeping our relationship good when it actually isn't good enough. I just didn't get that before. So learning how I process things viscerally through the body and gut, while you process things emotionally through your heart, it made so much more sense after all these years. And I get how this affects the relationship. I think you call that the triads, right?
0: Yes. Uh, So like the triads for anybody who doesn't know, we're just going to dip in on this a little, how each type filters the world is called through the triads. And I'm going to get more into that on a future episode, because how you filter the world and process information and your experiences, greatly affects every area of your life. So stay tuned on a future episode of that. But I want to back it up for one second, though. I want to go back and I want to highlight what you said. It was like getting a map of my wife. Yeah. I love how you said that. That is why we are doing this work. It holds the answers for you and for me. And frankly, it's true for everyone listening You guys can all have this same reward,
1: you know? Yeah, definitely. We even got a lot of parenting answers too. It's, um, I mean, it's almost like getting a map of our kids too, which is one of the best areas that we learned so much in.
0: I 100% agree with that. Okay, so let's actually go ahead and dive right into how the Enneagram did improve our parenting. Mm -hmm. Parenting three kids who are completely different and how they approach the world and relationships and, and circumstances, it was all so confusing when we believed we were supposed to be raising them in the same way, right? That's what we're all taught. We loved on them, nurtured them, provided for them, taught them right from wrong, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yet they all handled everything so differently. We felt like we were getting so many things wrong, especially in the middle school (laughs) and teen years. Yeah. I'm sure there are lots of mom and dads listening today who are nodding their heads in agreement here. Those years are just so hard because everyone is adjusting to different areas of life. There are new boundaries, new interests, kids are talking back, new (laughs) friends that are coming in and out of our homes in our lives, us being seen as uncool when we're just (laughs) doing the same old thing that we were always doing around the house. And all the other ways that that season of life can be really challenging on parents. You just feel like you're drowning in it all sometimes. And just really hoping to get at least some parts of it right long-term, especially the important parts, like making them feel loved, making them feel safe and seen and heard and understood and really wanting them to be encouraged That's something we all want. I think the biggest lifeline and help for us was learning how our kids have three completely different Enneagram types and wings and all the layers of their types that we learned about. And even how drastically different each of their motivations and fears and conflict styles were, it just felt like the biggest aha moment I may have ever had in my life.
1: Oh, yep. It was, it it felt like so many things made more sense after we did those Enneagram tests with them and went over all the parts to their types, especially for one of our children in particular. So many things that I interpreted um, in him as rebellion or even sometimes hatred. Now it made so much more sense. I realized that the way I had pushed that child even harder because of those behaviors he had actually made the problem worse. So when we learned his type, I was immediately flooded just with all this guilt and regret because I was doing the exact opposite of what he really needed. I was doing what I thought was needed for him to be more obedient and respectful. And I guess that partly tied back into me being a nine and needing mm-hmm. that for my own peace. That, that was a hard lesson. Yeah. And I, I still beat myself up over it. This is why it's so important that we understand ourselves first because everyone's motivations and coping styles are not the same as ours. Even when it comes to our kids, whether they're adults or teens or even younger. And once you bring that knowledge into parenting, you can build a relationship with each kid that really serves them well and helps them grow into the person they're meant to become. I know we both wish we had learned about this so many years earlier, I think we both could have done such a better job with our kids if we had these tools that that actually worked on them.
0: Yeah, 100%. I think so too, which is why the first thing that I recommend to anyone listening who is a parent or wants to be a parent is to learn about the Enneagram as a whole, not just your type, learn about it as a whole, but also learn about all the other types. Then you'll be able over time to learn about your child's potential type. But remember, you aren't trying to learn their type just to be able to label them or expect less of them or expect more of them because of their type. You do not want to pigeonhole them or use their type against them. You are using this information as a tool for you and how you parent them.
1: Exactly. Yeah. What it actually does by learning their type is it's teaching you how to have more grace with them. And also how to encourage them in ways that actually work and motivate them.
0: Mm, I love that. We all could stand to bring extra encouragement and grace and motivation into our parenting. Just like we've been talking about how each type impacts how you relate to your partner, you'll start to become more aware of how your type is also affecting your relationship with your children. For example, me as a two, which is known as the helper, I want to fix every problem my kids have, which sounds great, right? But that does not teach our children how to problem solve or independence so that they can rely on themselves in various situations. And Matt, as a nine, the peacemaker, he's wanting to keep every conflict at bay in our house so that everybody (laughs) feels peaceful, but especially him. But by doing so, our kids aren't getting the chance to learn about resolution that comes after conflict. Teaching our children how to get through conflict to a resolution is super important. This is something that will impact every relationship your kids have and eventually find themselves in from friendships to dating relationships to interactions with colleagues and bosses and peers. So if Matt always brings his natural instinct to avoid conflict as a nine, or I always bring my natural instinct to fix everything as a two, our kids are missing out on great opportunities to learn about conflict resolution and independent problem solving. And this is the value. This is the reward that you are making in your effort to learn all Enneagram types This is why understanding your own motivation by doing the work on yourself first has such a big ripple effect within your own family. These little human beings that are your children are the most important people in your life, right? So because your Enneagram types motivation unconsciously decides the action you're going to take with these precious kids of yours, learn about yourself first. And then when your kids are ready, you can learn more about them together.
1: Yeah, completely agree with that. Especially the part you said about the uh, the ripple effect it has on your family. Yes.
0: Right. We did that work ourselves. And we had an idea of what we thought our kids types might be, which is funny because we were wrong on one of them. But our kids were in their teens and preteens before they actually took the Enneagram test. And when I say they took the test, I mean, I held my phone and I asked them the questions in the test so that I could guide them to understand what those questions really meant. Then I entered their answers so that they weren't just answering what sounded great, but truly understood what the question was asking. This is important because Enneagram tests are not 100% accurate, obviously, because it's based on the test taker. So I suggest being present so that you can facilitate the test with your teens and guide the questions if they're ready for this. And one other really important thing to add here, probably the most important thing to add here. There are so many different opinions in the Enneagram world about what age kids can start learning about their potential type or when to let them take a test. But it's not just about their age. What it's really about is that we, the parents, aren't trying to find out their type just to label them. We aren't trying to tell them who they are. They are, of course, still developing. Heck, aren't we all still developing? (laughs) This is why it can feel tricky to know when is the best time to test your kids or to even ponder what their type might be. I'll share how we navigated this, and then you can make that decision for yourself and for your family. And while I'm not a child psychologist and do not have a specific degree in parenting, I do have the wisdom of being a mother for 23 years to three awesome humans. My family is my everything. And I've spent these past two dozen years learning as much as I can about these three special people who own the majority of real estate in my heart. Mm -hmm. And as you'll remember, I'm a two and relationships are my jam. So I care deeply about this. So here's my two cents as a mother of 23 years and as a certified Enneagram coach. My opinion is to learn more about you before you even start wondering about them. If you take anything away from this conversation on parenting, take away this. Do not type your kids before you type and understand yourself and before you do all the work on yourself. Understand how all your own traumas and childhood experiences, your beliefs, your motivation, how that all impacts your parenting that's where you should start. Research that, study that, book a session with a coach or a counselor or anyone, because sometimes we are asleep to that fact that we don't really know ourselves sometimes. Then you'll start to notice what potential motivations or fears your children may have without labeling them or boxing them in. This is really important. My opinion is based on my own wisdom and my own research as a mother and talking to other Enneagram coaches and therapists and specialists in my coaching community, it's that you can explore what their potential types are yourself without needing to engage them in the conversation if you know or feel that they are not ready. Just remember that the end goal isn't just to find out their type or to use that information to assume things about them. I want to repeat that. You do not get to tell your kids who they are. They'll tell you that in their own time. And boy, is it the most beautiful and wonderful journey. The goal is to encourage you to learn about all the types and what they each need and what they're each motivated by. Don't just look for personality traits. You will probably find that you have most of the types in your circle of life. Then you'll be able to relate to them and everyone else in your circle on a whole different level. And especially with your kids on a level they need.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think we felt like, where's this information been all this time? So like understanding why each of our kids reacted the way they do or communicated the way they do, or were more, more intense in certain areas, but not in others, it was all so validating for them and for us. Learning why they saw the same experience so differently. Well, there was just so much light shined on all of it. It was so relieving, but it also hit us hard in realizing areas we may have failed in and could have done so much better.
0: Exactly. But that's why we're here today. It did hit us hard. And we don't want you, whoever is listening, to go through some of the mistakes that we made. But also, for those of you who do feel like you may have failed in some ways, like we all feel, remember what Maya Angelou said, when you know better, you do better. We immediately began using this information to improve our parenting, and it ultimately deepened our relationships with our kids and the relationships that they had with each other. They understand each other so much better now, and they have more grace for one another as siblings, which is incredible to witness. They have developed a deeper friendship. They are each other's support system when they're going through hard times. And frankly, that's one of the things I'm most proud of as a mom. I personally know how valuable that this is for my kids. I did not have that encouragement to have a healthy relationship with my sibling. When I was younger, it took us 40 years to heal that damage. We didn't have the tools to become close. I might share that story on a future episode because (laughs) I do not have enough Kleenex left in this box for that one today. But the other way that we see the Enneagram showing up in our kids' lives is through their own relationships as they've become adults They get to bring this Enneagram knowledge into the relationships with the people that they're dating. And basically they have a shortcut to do better than they might've done otherwise without these tools, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like I told our kids, it's like having a video game cheat code. Like Mm. you remember the old Nintendo controllers, AABB up, Uh down, up, down, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, another crazy thing that I think of when we talk about this. What if our parents had this info when they were raising us? I'd give anything
0: for that. Like,
1: yeah, think of all the things we wouldn't have had to heal from or spend time Mm -hmm. processing through all in our adult years. Like, I want to give that to our kids. Like, for example, I have a very unique dynamic where I'm a nine, the peacemaker, yet I'm the son of an eight known as the challenger. So my dad welcomed non-peaceful moments and yelling and confrontation, which is completely opposite of what I needed.
0: I like how you said that, non-peaceful moments. (laughs) Yeah,
1: non-peaceful. It's a nice way of putting it. And then my son is also an eight. So while it's like two very different situations, both of them, it's the father-son dynamic. I could not imagine a tougher father-son combo than those two types. And before learning all this and how to better my relationship with each of them, they were two of the most strained relationships in my life. Yeah. And then, plus, continuing the chain, my older son, who's an eight, now has a younger brother, our youngest son, who is a nine. So now they have that dynamic. And brothers can already be naturally very contentious, much less have this peacemaker and challenger thing going on. So imagine if we were able to better understand the other person, including our siblings and parents, and learn how conflict or a need for peace affects them. It's like the greatest knowledge you could possibly have. Immediately, you were going to give them more grace instead of being so easily irritated by them or not understanding why they do what they do. So
0: true. I know some of you listening are just as fascinated by this topic, just like we are. So if you want help to learn more about this and about your own family and create deeper relationships in your own home, I offer private coaching sessions as a certified Enneagram life coach and certified Enneagram marriage coach. I can guide you in figuring out the dynamic and the possible combinations in your own family and how that might be impacting your relationship with a sibling or your spouse or who you're dating or your kids or your best friends. Supporting couples or individuals in their journey to learn how to do life better and have deeper relationships is my passion. So if you're nodding your head while listening to all of this and you want to do this type of work, but you just don't know where to start, reach out to me. You can find all my contact information at alishalarkey.com or in the show notes below.
1: And I just want to say that I'm extremely lucky because my wife does this for a living. So mm-hmm. she put me through her process with all this and I'm so grateful. So as an introvert, I'm not likely to go seek out this stuff for myself. And I probably wouldn't have even realized what I needed help with. I mean, it's not like you and I were sitting there thinking, uh, we need help with our parenting. Mm-hmm. Where do we, where do we find help? But we all don't know what we don't know. Yeah. none. Yeah. None of us are taught how to be effective, intentional parents other than the basics or what we learn along the way from our own parents. We aren't given the secret code of what our kids' deeper motivations are and how to respond to them in our healthiest way without bringing all the baggage from our own childhoods into that. If any of this is resonating with you or you see yourself in our story, please start this work in your own life. It's going to improve things you didn't even know you could improve.
0: Yes. Love that, honey. I love how you're encouraging the people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love how passionate you are about this too. And also thank you for always being my biggest cheerleader and especially in parenting and for letting me Enneagram you all up. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So unfortunately, this is where we have to end today. So before I go off on another soapbox about how much I love the tools of the Enneagram, I just want to say this. If you are feeling stuck and you don't know why, please reach out and start learning more than just the basics of the Enneagram types that you are finding in Instagram memes or learning at a party with someone, you know, if you're having marriage or parenting challenges or even business challenges, and you just don't know how to resolve them or want to understand why they keep happening, reach out through the show notes below. You don't have to be on your own stuck like this, but also if your marriage or relationship with your kids is pretty great and solid, but you're sick of having the same arguments or sticking points, or you're generally realizing that things could be even better. I'm just an email away you can find all my contact information at alishalarkey.com. Thank you so much for being here and the biggest thank you to Matt for joining us to share all of his marriage and parenting wisdom and other little tidbits that he shared and especially over these past two episodes. I am so grateful to you, honey. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me on again. I always enjoy getting a chance to pass on at least some of what I've learned through the years. I hope at least some of it was helpful, especially if there's other husbands and dads out there that I can have a positive impact on. That's always great because I know some of this stuff is tricky to talk about, but it really just takes getting that conversation started. So thanks again for having me as part of your podcast. I know you've been really excited about this.
0: (laughs) Thank you, love. Yes, I am excited. And I felt so proud getting to have you come here and share with us on both of these episodes. So thank you. Okay, so now that we've said goodbye to Matt, because this is the max of what I could convince Matt to do with us just for now. But if you want him to join us again next season for some insights, just let me know in the reviews and I will beg him to come back on. But I want to tell you in the next episode, you are in for another treat when we dig in deep into goal setting and accountability, hello, January, and how your Enneagram type plus your wing affects your goal setting mindset. In addition to so many other things, trust me, we are getting into all the details. I can help you in several areas of your life. Plus, I'll be joined by a really special guest who is an Enneagram 7, one of my besties. So make sure you tap that subscribe button so that you do not miss out on all the laughter that's about to go down, plus the deep, honest, real stories we're going to dive into. And she's going to talk about her goal coaching journey that I got to do with her over the last several years. She has done some deep, intentional work, and we're going to share with you all about that. Plus, there might be another freebie I have ready for you. So hit that subscribe button and join me here next time. Have a great day, my friends. Thanks for listening to the Enneagram Girl podcast. I'd be so thankful if you'd leave a rating and review in your favorite podcast player and subscribe to stay updated when each new episode drops. For full show notes and resources of the episode, head to enneagramgirl.com. See you next time, my friend.